listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to the crowds, This is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land and would sleep and rise night and day, and through it all the seed would sprout and grow. He knows not how. Of its own accord the land yields fruit, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And when the grain is ripe, he wields the sickle at once, for the harvest has come. He said, To what shall we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed that, when it is sown in the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to understand it. Without parables, he did not speak to them, but to his own disciples, he explained everything in private. The Gospel of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Um, I offer a little disclaimer at the beginning of my homily today. This is going to be a very Franciscan homily, okay? I can't help it. <laughs> it's just who I am as a Franciscan priest. And uh, we have this Sunday, as I said, but it is also the, the feast of the wonderful Franciscan saint, St. Anthony of Padua. If you're from Italy, he, he lived and died in Padua, Italy. In Portugal, they call him St. Anthony of Lisbon, where he was born and raised. So he's both. We... Uh, often ask for his prayers when we lose things, right? So he's very popular. But in, in uh, Europe, especially in Portugal, the women pray to him for a husband. And on this day, throughout all of Portugal, there are many, many weddings. So it's kind of a tradition over there. And um, so I'm going to be talking a lot about him. I'm so, please forgive me. Um, it's just going to be what it is, okay? So, um, this parable that we have from Jesus today is very uh, familiar. And you can imagine that as so many of the parables of Jesus, he is drawing a teaching from something that everybody knew about, something that was easily observable. You know, this thing with planting and, and the growing of, of this mustard seed and the birds coming to live there. And... Um, this is certainly a hallmark of Jesus, Jesus' teaching. And um, as with so many of his stories, as with so many of his stories, the details are easy to remember, but also there's, there's a sign, how can I say this? There's a, there's a sign value. So certain details lead us to something deeper, something more meaningful. And um, I want to talk about the birds. I warned you, okay? There is something extremely powerful going on here where Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God, so the presence of God's kingdom 
and that somehow we can learn about it from seeing these birds that come to nest in this mustard seed that grows to be over 10 feet tall once it's grown. And um, so here we go. When I was younger, there was, um, there was a Monsignor who had a huge influence on me. He's now deceased. He taught us at the seminary and um, he was a very unusual person. He had so many gifts. He, he was always able to talk about our faith, talk about God, talk about Jesus in such a, an interesting and unique and captivating way. He, I was, if you ever met a person like this where you're like, wow, there aren't many people like this. He was just one of these people who had unbelievable stories and he was best friends with Pope John Paul II and he had all these stories of hanging out with him and he was friends with Fidel Castro and just the list went on and on and on. He was a physicist before he became a priest and he was the president of a university in Puerto Rico, like just a very unusual man. And he taught us at the seminary. He also was a columnist for the New York Times. And uh, he, he had very popular writings, and uh, I have in my hand here a book that he wrote, God at the Ritz, Monsignor Lorenzo Abbasetti. If you're into things that are a little unusual, but really good, I recommend it, okay? So I'm gonna quote just a little thing from here to um, kind of open up the, uh, the theme for trying to understand what Jesus is trying to teach us about these birds, okay? So Monsignor Abbasetti in this book, He's going to be making reference to a famous quote from another author, Catholic short story author named Flannery O'Connor. Any Flannery O'Connor fans here? So good, so strange, right? So uh, this is Monsignor Albacetti's commentary on what's happening to many people in our world today. Okay, so I'm going to quote here. Forgive me for quoting. But maybe it's not God who became a chicken. Maybe it's us humans who became chickens. Flannery O'Connor observed that ours had become a generation of, quote, wingless chickens. Apparently, if you cut the wings off of chickens while they're still alive, the meat gets fatter and more tender, and the chicken tastes better. But unfortunately, the poor chickens, though more desirable, lose the capacity to hop up and down. Not that they were ever soaring like eagles anyway, but at least they could jump. They could tell up from down. The wingless chickens cannot. Their world is two-dimensional, like those mathematical figures in Edwin Abbott's classic, Flatland. So it is with us, according to Flannery O'Connor, we certainly have more possessions and knowledge today we may be existentially fatter, but we have lost an entire dimension of existence. And I, I couldn't help but think about that quote when I was praying over this gospel parable. And I think it, there's something extremely insightful and true that's being said there. That um, for many people today who either have no faith or maybe very little faith, they have lost a whole dimension of reality. In the analogy of a, a chicken that can't fly, they've lost the ability to understand the vertical, the divine, the transcendent aspect of reality. 
And um, I think that in some ways we can understand the, uh, this image of birds. And this is going to take um, a couple of points, so stick with me. Um, when Jesus showed up on the scene, and many of his teachings were clearly inspired by things that he saw as a man, right? Uh, planting and growing and, and plants and birds, you know, things that he would have seen. But here, here's something we need to remember. At the same time, this is God. And so not only is Jesus teaching us as a man lessons that we could learn from nature. Any of us could do that. But at the same time, Jesus is teaching us. Are you ready for this? He's teaching us what God's intention was in creating birds in the first place. See, as Catholics, as people of faith, we believe that there is a signed value to reality. Sometimes theologians call that the secret sacramentality structure of reality. That means that things that we see also point to something divine. So the sacraments are a great example. The water, the oil, but especially the bread and the wine. What we see is one thing, but there's another reality that it's pointing to, like a sign, it points, okay. So my proposal would be, and this is a bit of a wild kind of question, um, why did God create birds? Why did God create birds in the first place? You know, in the book of Genesis, we have this reference to creation. And you have the animals that live in the realm of the water. You've got the animals that live in the realm of the land. And in that realm, we are the pinnacle. And then you have animals that live in the realm of the air. And those are the birds. That is reality, right? But it's our faith that helps us to maybe understand on a deeper level, well, what, what did God have in mind? What did God have in mind? Why birds that can fly in the air? And um, so a little background there. We know that the birds become a sign of the spiritual reality. When Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, the Holy Spirit descended upon him in the image of a bird. And the early church fathers saw that, right? The dove is symbolic of when the Spirit of God hovered over the waters in the first creation in the book of Genesis. So when Jesus is in the middle of the Jordan River, the Spirit of God hovers over the water again. And that dove that came back to Noah after the flood. So there's something about birds that speak to us about God, about the Holy Spirit, but about the spiritual. Um, and the birds... They, they don't live here necessarily on earth. They live up, up in the trees. And many of the, the mystics and, and the, the authors of the spiritual life, including St. Anthony, would often give teachings of how the birds are an example to us of prayer. That as humans, we're not just animals. That there's also a soul. We have a, a material, physical aspect, which is our body. But we have an immaterial spiritual aspect, which is our soul. And that the soul needs to grow and develop just like the body. And the soul grows and develops through prayer. Like the, um, the St. Anthony would compare the, um, the wings of the bird to prayer and contemplation by which we can be elevated 
unlike the chickens who have their wings clipped, who only know the ground. That in our humanity, through this gift of faith, we have the ability to be in contact with the divine. With the divine. And um, I want to conclude with another quote um, from my patron saint. Surprise, surprise, another Franciscan saint, St. Joseph of Cupertino. And on his feast day, we have a reading from, some, from him about learning from the birds. And uh, just to note that St. Anthony, the end of his life, he lived in a tree house. They built him a hermitage up in a walnut tree. And so like a bird living up like this parable, you know, St. Anthony, as he was getting ready to go home to God. So here's a quote from my, my patron saint, St. Joseph of Cupertino. Something you need to know about him before I read this, okay? He had the gift of levitation. So when he prayed, he would, and it was documented by tons of people. So like a bird, he had the mystical gift of like when he prayed, he would literally go up, float up into the air. So uh, keep that in mind. So this is from my beloved St. Joseph of Cupertino. Consider the birds of the air. They come down to the ground to get food but swiftly fly back into the air. Similarly, the servants of God must stay on the earth only as long as is necessary and soar up quickly again to heaven in spirit to praise and glorify God. Note also how careful the birds are not to land in muddy places and how they avoid tumbling in the dirt. In like manner, we must not involve ourselves in things that defile the soul but soar aloft again in spirit to glorify the Most High God by their holy deeds. And so, my brothers and sisters, through the gift of our faith, the faith which opens up a dimension to our understanding, the, the dimension of God, the dimension of the transcendent, through the gift of prayer, we can soar like those birds. And uh, when the Lord calls us to our reward, when he calls us home, that um, we may be ready, we may be ready to fly home to the house of God our Father. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.